Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Trail Jamerson, safety from Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Sing Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Paul and I are continuing our deep dive into the positional battles where we take a look at the free safety position. Uh, one spot that if you a casual fan looks at the depth chart, you see TJ McDonald, you see Rashad Jones, you see Walt Aikens brought back uh, as, as a special teamer and former fourth-round pick, and think, well, why is this a big need? It is a very big need for a couple of reasons. Adam Gase uh, said at the Dolphins' breakfast the other day he was not pleased with the performance of those of those players, which leads Paul and I to believe Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James are very much in play here for the Dolphins with the number eight pick. Or, excuse me, number 11 pick. Duh. I, gosh. Just, draft just needs to get here already. So, Paul, I know something you said very interesting the other week is on your Dolphins board you had Minka – 1A, Derwin James, 1B. You swapped them all the time. As we record the show, what are you feeling there at that safety position? Have you, at this point, prioritized one guy or another? Because I know I have my answer for that. I can't even remember which one I had as my 1A. Uh, but for for the moment in time as we're recording this, which may even be different when we put this show out, I'm leaning towards Minka just because I like the versatility he brings, the fact that you can swap him from safety to corner and back again and and really use him in a variety of roles. You know, I've always been a fan of positional flexibility. So right now I'm leaning Minka, but I wouldn't be upset with either of those guys. Yeah, I'm leaning Minka too. And I think Minka has a better chance to be there. I, I think the Bucks and Colts are very possible landing spots for Derwin James. They've got big needs at strong safety and need that alpha type of personality in their secondary. Dolphins could use another player like that too. I'd be happy all day with Derwin. I know you would be too. But maybe, yeah, I mean, this is somebody who you can immediately plug in at free safety and immediately get get creative with TJ McDonald. I feel that Derwin James can do it. But is it the best fit for him? Maybe not. But I look at Derwin as an athlete and a player, and sometimes I start thinking, you know what, I really don't care. I mean, I put him somewhere, he's going to be really good for the next 10 years. As an athlete, I feel the same way about him as I did about Miles Jack a few years ago before he had the injury problems leading up into the draft. Even though he's rough, a little rough around the edges, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a good kid. Football is important to him. He's young. Get him on the field, and he's going to be a great player for you for the next five to ten years. So Minka would is the one I, I'm hoping falls to the Dolphins at 11, along with Roquan Smith. It's possible that both of those players are there, too. What a decision that would be. But I'll tell you, I, as I'm going down the list here, 
two players that I'm very interested in in the second round. One of my favorite players in this draft is, is Stanford safety, Justin Reed. Younger brother of Eric Reed, who's a current free agent, um, former from 49ers first-round picks, and he has the bloodlines, ran a 4-4 flat at the Combine, 6'1", 204, 21 years old, put it all together this past year for Stanford with five interceptions. He also has the ability to bounce around between cornerback and safety. I think he's all over the field. He's a player I'd be very, very happy with at number 42. And then also Jesse Bates, the safety from Wake Forest. Former baseball player, really has that center field type of feel to him, needs to get better at tackling. Somebody at 42 may be a little bit of a reach. I'd probably prefer him in the third round, but still a very good football player. Paul, who are you eyeing here after we get past the first two safeties? Honestly, I'm I'm eyeing a lot of guys later in the draft once we get past Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Justin Reed. I mean, some of the guys that have stood out to me a lot, uh, one guy that, that matches up a little bit with the leadership aspect that I know Adam Gase is huge on. And he's a little bit of a hitter, plays with a lot of a chip on his shoulder too. Godwin Buke, and I know I just butchered that, that name, from uh, Northwestern. He's, he's a pretty good. intriguing guy. You watch, he is definitely the leader of his defense. Uh, he's a guy that's flying all over the field. You might beat him occasionally in coverage, but overall, he, he's an intriguing prospect. And I think with guys like TJ McDonald and Rashad Jones to learn from, might be able to step his game up. Another one, and, and this is actually an ironic thing that happened to me when I was doing one of those mock drafts a few times later in the draft. I ended up with Tremaine Edmonds in round one, who we talked about a lot in our linebacker segment, son of former Dolphin Furl Edmonds. And just by chance, not even trying to go all homerism, which a lot of folks would have looked at this as a homeristic draft, I ended up with Tremaine and his brother Terrell, who plays for Virginia Tech, who if you watch this guy, he, he kind of wasn't all that great to start off his career, but then they moved him into a little bit of that rover role that we want to see from T.J. McDonald. And all of a sudden, this, this kid exploded. I mean, the guy runs a 4.47, um, so he's got decent speed for a safety. He's got good size at 6'2", 220. He's got the bloodlines. And there's a possibility Miami could potentially bring both of Pharrell Edmonds' kids in, not through homeristic tendencies, but through the fact that they both deserve to be on NFL rosters. And Sherell's a little bit of a sleeper as far as how good he is talent-wise out of tech. Yeah, that's an interesting name to keep our eye on because he was a little bit of a rover, like you said. So he kind of gives that strong safety look, which could be a problem. But he also, yeah, ran a 4-4. I mean, and when you do that, you at least have the athleticism to project as somebody who can cover – uh, deep down the field may not be the perfect fit for him, but at least he has a fighting chance to do that. If he has that athleticism, um, a player I like is Armani Watts from Texas A&M more as a projection player. Third round, I could stomach it, but fourth, one of those fourth round picks would probably be better. He didn't play always to his talent level at, at Texas A&M didn't cause quite as many turnovers as he probably should have, but he has that free safety look. And six foot, 199 pounds, looks the part, that's for sure. Needs some coaching at the next level. After that, you know, it's key to draw a line between the real free safeties and the strong safeties. 
because other than Edmonds and Armani Watts and Quinn Blanding, a, a safety out of Virginia who I think is just fast enough to be able to cover in the back end. He's more of a cerebral player out of Virginia, not the fastest guy, but I think he could do it. It reminds me of former Dolphin Brock Marion, actually. So somebody who could project well to the next level. But the other guys that cross right off my list, to be honest with you, because they're strictly strong safeties. Marcus Allen out of Penn State, Kaiser White, the younger brother of former Bears uh, top top ten pick, Kevin White from West Virginia, Deshaun Elliott from Texas, Jeremy Reeves, Reeves from South Alabama. Yeah, so even though it's a deep draft, a lot of these players, as we get down in, into the mid to late rounds, are strong safety types. So, Paul, if you had it your way here, would you hope that the Dolphins take that safety at 11 so that they can say the heck with it and let's focus on other positions in the rest of the draft? Or do you hope they double down at this safety position? I'll be honest with you. It, it's the safety position at 11 and, and one of the reasons that really pulled it ahead of, of Roquan and, and Tremaine for me was the fact that it kind of fills two needs by, by taking that pick. And with players that I, I like and want on this football team, uh, given the fact that TJ McDonald is going to slide down and, and help out at linebacker at that point, most likely. So I, I, I would like to see Miami go with him in, in, the, in the first round, whether it's Minka or Derwin, if they're available. But if not, I'm okay with some of these later round guys. There are a couple of strong safeties that I like a little bit, and I won't sit here and dive too hard into them. But Trey Flowers out of Oklahoma State and Troy Apke, those are two strong safeties, as you mentioned. But, I mean, really, Miami needs some depth even because behind Rashad and TJ right now, there's nobody that I want to see get on the field unless maybe Maurice Smith is what we thought he could be last year. So, for me, if you do grab a strong safety late, I don't hate it. Or, say, Troy Apke goes undrafted and you can bring him in to potentially be a backup to Rashad Jones. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I could see either of those guys that you named too being flyers on special teams, players who both ran under 4-4-40. A lot of times they end up not only getting on the roster, but actually on the active game day 45 by being one of those players. And the Dolphins did lose Michael Thomas too, so they could be in the market for a special teams player like that. So lots of depth, another interesting position. You know, if the way I look at this is I, w- I would be elated with Minka or Derwin James there at number 11 if they get there. If the Dolphins take my number one player, Roquan Smith, another attractive option for me is the Dolphins grabbing Justin Reed or Jesse Bates in the second round. And now you've really doubled down and really clobbered that number one need, at least in my book, which is speed in the middle of the defense. And you can also add two potential starters if you went that way. If you if you got Reed and Roquan Smith, you get creative with TJ McDonald. And now instead of Chase Allen being your, you know, starting linebacker, he's somebody that can be used in a lot of different roles. And then maybe we end up just getting rid of rid of Kiko Lonzo. I really don't give a damn how we do it. But Anyway, rambling on a little bit here, but a big need for the Dolphins there at safety. Expect them to take at least one of them here in the first couple of rounds. That will do it for our breakdown of the safety position. You can follow Paul and I 
on the Fin Side on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not in the right side and it's not in the left side, it is on the Fin Side. So, OD, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about.